0: So at the very beginning of COVID, when I was, I don't know how you handled it, but at the very beginning of COVID, you know me, I go into panic mode immediately. And when I panic, I eat. So I was eating and I was baking and doing what everybody was doing at the beginning and just like afraid to leave my house and not understanding what was going on. And, and just, I was not on my game. My gym was closed. Uh, I hadn't gotten a haircut in a while. So I was very happy just laying around binge watching television out of nowhere. I get a call from the people at E. And I've done a lot of things for the E network over the years, like their little docuseries things where they call and they have you comment on stuff. And just, I mean, so many of those over the years. So they're doing, they're bringing back the E true Hollywood story. And they called to ask me to come and do two of them. Mm-hmm. One of them was the Brad Pitt, E True Hollywood story. And the other is the Victoria's secret scandal, which is going to be great. That one's coming out in a couple of weeks. So we shoot it at the very beginning of COVID. And it was weird. Normally when you shoot these things, you walk into a studio, there's hair and makeup. There's a lighting guy. There's a, audio guy there's a producer sitting there there's a camera guy so you're in the room with at least 5 people first you go through hair and makeup and then you and they stand there and they touch you up and fix you up and all that and the producer usually sits like to the left of the camera and you look at the producer so this time around because it was covid they booked a hotel room i went to a hotel room there was a camera lighting and audio guy just one dude in mm-hmm. a mask 6 feet away And the producer was on an iPad, and he's holding up an iPad with the producer on it.
1: (laughs) Was she talking to you?
0: Yeah, that was the whole thing. So she was talking to me on the iPad, and I had to do my own hair and makeup because, you know, it was COVID. They can't bring a hair and makeup person. First of all, you can't have that many people in a room at a time indoors. That was when we were not allowed indoors with each other yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And no way was a hair and makeup person going to, no one was touching anybody. This was the very beginning of COVID when there's so many things we still didn't know, you know? So, I mean, when I went there to put this in perspective, I wore two masks. I was like, I wish I had a face shield. I wore two masks and gloves because I, you know, we didn't know what we can touch, not touch. This was the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I had to do my own hair and makeup and the producer is talking to me through an iPad. And uh, I got to say, like, even though, it was this weird circumstance. It ended up being pretty good. Like it, it wasn't, th- they did a great job with the editing and all that. Um, I did have hair in my face the whole time. That was driving me crazy that no one said, Hey, hair, move it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that was weird. Um, but I think it went really well. I was actually really happy with it. And, you know, in my book, Celebritocracy, I talked, I had a whole chapter on Brad Pitt, but mm. yet they Chiron, the cult of celebrity.
1: <laughs> I noticed that.
0: I know. Cause that's how these people know me. Cause I, I've done all their documentaries over the years because of my book, The Cult of Celebrity, which was a bestseller as opposed to celebritocracy, which was a no-seller.
1: Right. (laughs) But they could have at least put your new book down instead of the old book.
0: That's all right. I don't mind. As long as my name is on there, they spelled it right. It said psychologist and author of The Cult of Celebrity. So that's perfectly fine with me. And so I commented on a lot of aspects of Brad Pitt, which... Oddly enough, as someone who is a celebrity expert, I know a lot about him. I have researched him both for my books and for these types of documentaries. So I was glad that they called me in for this one because they knew that I knew a lot about Brad Pitt. His parents became more interested in the speaking in tongues, a little more radical and controversial aspect of the religions. And he said that he founded Goofy.
1: I grew up being told. Okay couple questions there yeah did they have a mic a boom mic
0: no it was a little lav mic that was tucked into my into my dress okay yeah it was right beneath me but but again i think my hair was over it
1: i think your hair was over everything
0: yeah, my hair was over my face. It was over my mic. But that's what I mean. That that was the problem with this whole thing because I was alone in a room and then there was a guy like six feet away holding a camera and an iPad. It was just so awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, the audio was not. It's better when you watch the show. Now that you're playing it, it doesn't sound great.
1: Right. Well, that's why I wanted to know if there was a mic in front of you or on you. If it was on you, it still should have sound better than that.
0: No, it was my fault. It was my fault. It was my bad because I had my hair over it for sure. That's what ended up happening. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what. And again, that's what I mean. If there was a producer sitting in the room, she would have noticed it. She would have um, pulled up the audio herself and heard. You know what I mean? They check all that stuff. But this was weird. It was remote. She was in L.A. The whole thing was it was it was difficult to shoot this.
1: But you're a radio girl. You should know about the sound.
0: I'm a radio girl and I didn't produce this. I was the expert. Let me tell you something about television versus radio. I have noticed this. And it's really interesting because I've done enough TV at this point. This fascinates me. People who are in television, they don't say a word. Even if something is glaringly problematic or if something is happening around them that is just bizarre, like, for example, the perfect example is Game of Thrones. They saw that um, Starbucks cup sitting there, but not one actor said a word about it because that's not their job. You don't do things that are not your job in television. It's somebody else's job to make sure there's not a Starbucks cup on the set of Game of Thrones.
1: Right. Do
0: you know what I mean? So it's things like that. I have seen a lot of things go on on sets, both as an extra on television shows and as somebody who has done a lot of television in my past. I see things happen all the time, and I see people not saying anything. And I realize it's definitely not my job. I mean, I'm just an expert. I'm a guest. I'm here to do some other job. It's always weird to me that they would rather stand there and watch somebody get hit by a train than say, hey, there's a train coming.
1: You should know that it's not going to sound good if your hair is over the mic. Can you not I didn't, no, no, but you down? I
0: didn't, I didn't realize my hair was over the mic. That's what I'm telling you. Oh. My hair kept moving because, listen, it was really hot in that room. I was there for a very long time, I mean hours, because when you see all these people, the whole special was only an hour. Mm -hmm. But all the questions I asked all those other people, I was also asked those questions because they weren't sure what part they were using me in. So when you see Uh the girl from Variety, she answered some questions that I also answered just the way that I'm sure they asked her about. religious stuff and and brad pitt you know he's from shawnee oklahoma so it's they're very religious there and his family really took the religion to a whole other level and i knew a lot about that but i'm sure she did too as somebody who is works for variety you know so
1: but are you a hundred and ten percent sure what you're saying is how his parents were
0: yes i've researched it yeah i have researched it and i know that for sure yeah, they asked me a lot of stuff about what I knew about Brad Pitt and his relationships. And you know, not only have I written extensively about this over the years in my books and magazines and Us Weekly and, you know, all those places, but we've talked about it a lot on the show. Like we've talked pretty intimately about, listen, Brad Pitt, nothing he does is a secret. Everything's out there. We know he was a drinker. We know that he got sober, you know, because of Bradley Cooper. Like we we know a lot about them. We they're they're very honest and open about all that. And then they'll sit and do interviews. And once you sit down and, and listen to all the interviews and you hear it in their own words, then you really get a picture, then you really get a story. And then I read the GQ interview and the Esquire interview, and and he was really open, you know, about a lot of that stuff. So everything I said, the reason I know it's accurate is because it's out of Brad Pitt's mouth himself.
1: Okay, because I would be, I mean, even I know you very well, and for me to go on TV and talk about you, I, I would still be scared to do that because I don't know the whole story.
0: If you sat down and went back over our 10, 11 years together and you found every time I told stories, right, and you put those things together and re-listen to them, you'd be able to, to, t- to have a pretty good picture of who I am
1: because I it's my own words. I know, but how much that you say is (laughs) bullshit and and half the time when we say something we forget it instantly and i could go back and go i never said that and his parents were you know maybe weren't wacky religious i i for me it'd be it's scary for me to say this on national tv
0: Right but the difference is this isn't he's not there to entertain it's not like it's not like he's doing an entertaining story and kind of fudging something that actually happened and telling it a different way this isn't that these are interviews that he's done where he's talking very openly about his life and drinking and his relationships and his family and and it's well documented if you're constantly dealing with stress of your day a life in hollywood the best way to relax for a lot of people is just to smoke and join and kick back.
1: So you're 100 million percent sure he smoked pot.
0: He talked about it very openly in several interviews. Yeah. Yeah. He's talked about it.
1: Yeah. See, even for me to say that I would be scared to death. Why? Because he could come back and you can say, I never smoked pot,
0: but he said it
1: himself. Okay. But if I didn't see him myself do it, then it would be hard for me to go on TV and say that. That's all I'm saying.
0: Right. Except for the fact that in a very, he several interviews, he did an interview with the the New York times, New York times magazine. Another one with, I think it was the Esquire one where he came out and said himself, he spent most of the nineties hiding out and smoking pot. And he would be very open about, Pot smoking, and that he went and smoked pot again as he got older. I, mm-hmm. I mean he he was very he's very honest about it.